All right, welcome back to From A to Arbitration. In today's episode, we're going to focus on route protection. I'm going to have several episodes on doing different things to protect our routes. Some things you may already know, and some things you may not know. So uh, I've promised you that I'm going to have us educated as far as protecting our routes is concerned due to this new scanner and the implementation of this new scanner, how they're going to handle routes and route adjustments. So I'm a man of my word. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to, we're going to have an episode on just a few things uh, to protect our routes. Like I said, I'll have several more before this summer's over with on protecting our routes, things that we can be doing better to protect our routes, okay? Um, I told you last week, I said, I believe there's going to be mayhem when it comes to these scanners. We didn't even make it a week, did we? <laughs> I know that I saw on Facebook that this scanner had a rough week, man. It had a rough week. I know in my station, we had a stand-up talk. It's probably Thursday. Supervisor said, hey, y'all going to need to start keeping your times. Start writing them down because the scanner is not syncing up with tax. So it's not putting in your times. Uh, so <laughs> then another station in our installation, they said that uh, the scanners weren't operating properly. So management was going to have to implement our beginning and end tours. I can't see anything happening with that, can y'all? That sounds sounds good, right? Sounds like that'll turn out okay. I also saw where scanners were not scanning packages. And so management was telling carriers, hey, take your phone and take a picture of each scan and bring it back. And uh, <laughs> I would tell them to kiss it if they told me to take my phone and do anything with it. Uh, this is their baby. I don't care if we've signed off on it. This is their baby. This is their scanner. They bought them. They should make sure they're working properly. You're not going to put that burden on me because your scanner's not working right. You know, look, I think we've signed our soul to the devil with signing off on any agreement to use this scanner for anything. I, that's just how I feel. Like I said, now, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. But I can see things coming, and this scanner and the and the the mayhem that's coming, I can see it. I can see it coming. I also saw where um, people were saying that they were scanning packages. And it was log. It would log them off. They would log back on, scan another package. It would log them off, and they kept doing that. So anything electronic, I, I doubt. I have doubts because anything can happen. I know the old scanners, I was on my route. My longest street on my route is Central. It, it's the longest street I have, and I have a walking route. So I'm out there walking, and my supervisor calls me. He says, hey, Corey, he says, uh, where are you at? I said, I'm on Central. He said, oh, okay. He said, do you have your scanner with you? I said, yeah. He said, are you looking at it? I said, yeah. <laughs> I said, I am now. He said, uh Dad gumming. I said, what's wrong? He said, well, it's showing that you're, <laughs> that you're in the Gulf of Mexico. I said, well, I can assure you I didn't stick my route and get down to the Gulf of Mexico. So my scanner was showing that I was in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, we got some moles and ops. You know, that, that goes with the territory. You've been here long enough. You get people that you came up with. They get in different, uh, you know, like ops and labor, and they'll tell you things. They start sending me all of these scanner reports showing that carriers are out of state, out of the country, overseas. Uh, so I just don't, I don't trust scanners. I don't trust the data. And I know, like I said, those people are much smarter than me. And I'm sure that's going to be the greatest thing that's ever hit the Postal Service. But I just know that last week I said expect mayhem. We didn't last one damn week. <laughs> we had mayhem. So... We're going to take care of what we can take care of. Look, we signed off on it. That's a done deal. Forget about it. I'm going to quit harping on that. Like I said, those people are, are much more educated than me. Much. more. Trust me. Trust me. I have a hard time turning this laptop on. So, uh, But we're going to control the things that we can control. Protecting our routes, okay? So we're going to educate ourselves on that. Understand this. Understand this. 
If you're a new shop steward, you're educating yourself, and you start filing grievances on management, expect retribution. Expect it. Uh, you're going to have managers in there that see that as a threat to them, as a threat to their managerial position. When you start filing grievances, especially things they've never heard of. Uh, I saw an individual this week that was talking about, you know, she was educating herself. She was filing grievances. And so management, they start doing like six or seven IIs a day, threatening carriers so much on the 3996s that the carriers just quit turning them in. Told them that they needed to get back at a certain time. So carriers started skipping their lunches and break and getting back. That's retribution. That's retribution because of you. Do not allow that to happen. You do not. I, I remember in an episode, I said, you have no pity. You have no mercy. You have no feelings. That's how you have to be as a shop steward. Uh, retribution happens all the time. You continue to file grievances. Okay. Uh, they're doing that for two reasons. The first reason, like I said, is they're not wanting to lose their station. And they're, going to, they're seeing that happening before their very eyes. When you educate yourself, they're going to lose their station. They're not going to be able to come in there, bully, harass, intimidate, all these bogus things that they're saying are policy. You're going to catch them on all these things, so they're going to lose their station. Secondly, they're going to try to turn your carriers against you. It was nice and peaceful in here. Now you start filing grievances. Everybody's getting an eye-eye. They're, they're threatening to go with us on the street. Look, they can go with you on the street whenever they want to. They can go with me on the street every single day. That's contractual. That's in the M39 handbook. So if they threaten you, if you turn in 3996, I'm going with you. Put the seat in there, baby, and let's go. Put a seat in that vehicle and let's get it. It's 150 degrees out there. So get your ass in the back. Let's go. Look, do not be intimidated, threatened, bullied. Do not. As a shop steward, I promise you, I don't care if you're five foot, 95 pounds or six, six, 400 pounds, that 8190 weighs the same. Understand that that 8190, it is as big as you want it to be. Your supervisor or manager may be a big bulking, hairy monster of a guy that comes in there and yells and points and curses and all this. He has nothing on that 8190 that one piece of paper is as loud as a 747 jet that one piece of paper i'm telling you has brought down the biggest of managers that one piece of paper the 8190 is the fangs of a jackal it's a pack of wolves it is the apex predator that 8190 is the greatest thing that's ever happened to the union Ever. It will do all of your talking for you. You may be mild and meek and all those things. This thing here is the day of reckoning. It's vengeance. That 8190, it knows no race. It knows no sex. It doesn't care who you vote for. It doesn't care what sexual preference you have. It has no mercy. It has no pity. It has no remorse. It has no regret. It's taken the biggest of managers and removed them from their positions. It cost the Postal Service hundreds of millions of dollars. It has brought carriers back off removals. That one piece of paper is all you need. It is the end of days. All of these things are incorporated in that 8190. It's Thor's hammer. Management cannot wield it. You are the only one who can wield that. Make sure you take that 8190 and you are a wrecking ball with that one piece of paper. It holds it all. All. I don't care how big you are. I don't care how quiet you are. I don't care how scared you are. This 8190 is the devastator amongst devastators. I have seen the things that it can do. I have seen the power that it wields. Use the 8190 for what it's for. File the grievances that need to be filed to hell with management if they threaten you or if they come in and try to intimidate your carriers. If your carriers come to you, tell them to, hey, look, hold on, hang on. 
I'm going to take over this station, and this one little piece of paper that costs 10 cents is a damn wrecking ball in here. Stand back and let me do what I need to do. You support me. That's what you tell your people. The 8190, baby. Hey, it's the end of days for management, son. <laughs> that one piece of paper is the devastator amongst devastators. So don't be intimidated. Don't be scared. All right? Get your 8190. Let's fill them out properly. Let's support them properly. And let's let it do all of our talking. Man, it's the loudest mouth that's ever been in the Postal Service. It's, it, it talks straight shit, man. That mug is, it yaps, man. It will flat out clown management, that 8190. Don't be intimidated. I don't care how big your manager is. I don't care how loud he is or she is. I don't care what they do. Use that 8190 on that ass, okay? Use it. But protecting our routes. I'm going to talk about just a few things to deal with that. Know that management is going to try to cut time. I believe that, truly. I think management is going to try to cut time on us, however they can. Uh, at the expense of our health, at the, at the expense of our safety, they're going to cut time. I saw this. A gentleman sent this to me, and it was on Facebook, and this is what it said. The individual put it up there and said, Today we have three hours overtime, all walking routes, under max heat, and we got this message on the scanner. No one should have stationary time. And it gave a little map, or it gave a little weather report about how hot it is. And here's the scanner message. All carriers should be back with all parcels and mail delivered no later than 7.30 p.m. Start reporting back with what you have left. Let's move. No one should have stationary time. I'm going to read that one more time because what I read to you was exactly correct in case you don't believe it. I'm going to read it one more time. All carriers should be back with all parcels and mail delivered no later than 7.30 p.m. Start reporting back with what you have left. Let's move. No one should have stationary time. Let me tell you something. As a shop steward, I'm going to put in a request to interview the person who wrote that and sent that out. And I'm going to say, who told you to send that out? I did. You talk about no stationary events. What happens if we have stationary events? No stationary events or what? Get them on the record. You have potentially killed a carrier by sending that out. You have potentially killed a CCA by sending that out. Baby, let me tell you, if that's not grieved and anything you want to ask for, ask for, maybe we're in the wrong profession. No one should have stationary time. The heat index, well over 100. And you're going to tell me nobody should have stationary time? You're going to tell a CCA or a new hire, hey, don't take breaks as needed. That's what that's telling you right there. Don't take breaks as needed. There should be no stationary time. What are they telling you? No breaks. Don't take any breaks. That's what that's saying right there when they send that out. Son. That right there would have a joint statement, a mutual respect, an Article 14. You name it, I'm putting it on that. I don't care if I win it or not. I don't care if I win it or not. That right there would have every single thing that I could file, all 40-something, 50-something articles. <laughs> I'm putting it on it. I'm getting some attention on that. That is, you have just got my attention, supervisor, by sending that out. You want the spotlight, baby? Here we go. You're on Broadway now. You have got my attention with that message right there. Record heat. And you're going to tell some carrier there better not be any stationary events. 
Son, put that in front of an arbitrator. Put that in front of an arbitrator. Some fool send that out. I'm asking that they no longer be able to supervise city letter carriers. Like I said, probably won't win it, but that's what I'm asking for. I'm going to force it in front of an arbitrator. I'm going to ask for so much, they have no choice but to put it in front of an arbitrator. I'm going to ask for $100 a day for every carrier until this fool gives a stand-up talk personally apologizing for putting my carriers in, in harm's way. I'm asking that they be removed from supervising city letter carriers. You think that I'm overblowing this? Baby, I promise you if this came over my scanner, I'm sitting in front of an arbitrator with this. That is as deadly a message as you will ever see. Record heat, and you just told people, no stationary events. What you have told people is, not only do you not have a break, an approved break, you don't even get any of the breaks necessary to deal with the heat. Hmm. Man, I saw that. I ain't got no hair, but my hair was my head was on fire, son, when I saw that. Whoever that is, if you're listening, grieve that. You grieve that, and you grieve that supervisor into submission, man. They're cutting time on us, folks, and that's how. I'm not a conspiracy theorist on this. I know what that's for. You're going to tell people to bring mail back first off. We're in the business of delivering mail. And you're going to say, hey, whatever you got, just bring it back. Don't deliver the mail. And you better not have any stationary events. Let an arbitrator see that. All right. Protecting our routes. That's part of protecting the route right there. Because you're not going to tell me not to have stationary time during the heat. I'm going to take breaks as needed. Okay. Nobody's going to tell me any different. You can discipline me all you want to. I don't give a damn. I'm taking breaks as needed in this heat. It's been over 100 for two weeks here. I'm taking breaks as needed in the heat. Period. I'm protecting myself. Shop stewards, protect your people. Protect your CCAs. All right. Also had an individual talk about, and this comes up quite quite often, and, and it does hurt. It does hurt us. Because when, when carriers are working off the clock, it, it hurts your route because your route doesn't get that time credit when you're working off the clock. I don't know why you would, but hey. But when you work off the clock, it, it does hurt your route because none of that time gets credit to your route. And carriers are always like, you know, what do we do about carriers working off the clock? It's kind of like that episode I had with a toxic coworker. You got to go to management. It's management's responsibility to manage. Okay. They cannot allow a letter carrier to work off the clock. Now, if you go to management, what are they going to say? Well, I'm just going to give them discipline then from working off the clock. Well, that's fine, but you need to tell them in advance that he can't work off the clock or whatever. You're going to have to give him a 16-2 discussion. You know, first, we're not just going to discipline somebody for doing it. But again, that's management. That's how they are as far as retribution is concerned because you're telling them how to do their job and they don't like it. But if you have a carrier working off the clock, all right, now this again, this is for route protection, okay, route protection purposes. If you go to 413K of the JCAM, okay, 413K, supervisors shall not require nor permit employees to work off the clock so that's two things you can't require it so you can't tell me to do it nor can you permit me to do it if i'm doing it at my own free will you cannot permit me to do that okay so you can't tell me to and you can't permit me to so it says supervisors shall not require nor permit employees to work off the clock that's 41.3 k i always talk about case building and we want to be overwhelming in our case file. That right there, that language is self-explanatory. But there are certain individuals that on Facebook, when I see them answer, answer questions, I consider them to be advanced. When I look at them, I look at what they respond because I learn things from them. One of those individuals is a gentleman. His name is Joe DeRosers. I hope I'm saying that right, Joe. Joe DeRosers, uh, anytime he says anything or answers a question, I know that 
that it's going to be 100% accurate. It's going to be 100% educational. This this is one of the individuals that, that I believe knows what he's talking about. So much so that whenever I have individuals message me about their stations are in disarray or their, their stations are so much an influx that they, they're overwhelmed, he's one of the, the guys that I look for for help. I'll say, I'm going to put you in touch with this person. They know what they're talking about. Uh, they'll be able to help you. Joe's one of those people. I've asked him to help me before. I, I consider him to be extremely knowledgeable. But he says, hey, not only put up the 41 provision, but also the ELM, 432.712, allowed time. He said, let's, let's put that in there as well for somebody working off the clock. 432.712. And this is what it says. Supervisors must credit employees with all time designated as work time under the Fair Labor Standards Act. Examples of time that must be credited as work time if the supervisor knows or has reason to believe the activities are being performed during the time include. Time spent by employees in performing duties that are part of, related to, the employee's principal work activity, such as pulling mail from a distribution case, collecting tools or supplies, and adjusting rest bars. B. Time spent continuing to work after a tour ends in order to correct an error, to prepare records, or to finish up a task. C. Time spent working during meal periods. D. Time spent distributing work to work stations. So he says, hey, put that in there as well. Because it's the supervisor's responsibility to make sure that we're given credit for all time worked. Okay? So that's that's a great provision as well. I appreciated Joe putting that up there because that's another thing when you talk about building case files. Let's make them overwhelming. Okay? 41 would be adequate, but anything that we can do to enhance our arguments, to build our arguments, to build our case file, let's do that. It's, it's likened to a, a hammering a nail. You can hit it once, and that probably be suffice. But if I can hit it three or four or five times, I'm going to do that. That's what Joe did there. He said, hey, hit that, hit that nail one more time and put this in there. Okay, so that's good stuff. Let's get to some other things. Route protection. M document 00341. M document 00341. And I don't know if any of y'all have ever heard of this or not. Some of y'all probably have. Y'all dealt with it before, but. It's from 1974. Goes back a little ways. I was I was five years old <laughs> when this came out. Here's what it says: The following constitutes Postal Service policy with regard to curbside delivery. Let me read that again. The following constitutes Postal Service policy with regard to curbside delivery. So we've got policy here. I'm fixing to read to you. Curbside delivery. Employees performing curbside delivery from right-hand drive vehicles shall follow the procedures listed below. That's what we have now, right-hand drive, right? Here's the procedures listed below that they shall follow. It didn't say they may follow, should follow. It says they shall follow. One, level streets or roads. So on level streets or roads, here's what you're supposed to be doing according to this Postal Service policy. Place the vehicle in neutral. Place foot firmly on brake pedal while collecting mail or placing mail in mailbox. How many of y'all knew you are supposed to be doing that? On level streets or roads, place the vehicle in neutral. Place foot firmly on brake pedal while collecting mail or placing mail in mailbox. You think that's going to get management pissed when they come ride with you and you start doing that? Number two, on hills. On hills, place the vehicle in park. Place foot firmly on brake pedal while collecting mail or placing mail in mailbox. So if you're on a flat level, just a level street, you're supposed to be placing that vehicle in neutral at every stop. Getting mail out, putting mail in. If you're on incline or decline, on hills, you're supposed to be putting that vehicle in park. 
And these are this is policy now. So if you're doing that on a thirty nine ninety nine ride, if they're following you because you put in a thirty nine ninety six and you and you're doing that, and they say, "Hey, you've never done that before," they cannot tell you not to do it. You continue to do it if you're riding, and they don't tell you to do it. They're obligated under this policy to do that. These are the things that you should be doing. Okay. So, the, again, route protection. I'm going to do everything I can to help us nationwide because of the scanners, the scanner data. Everything Mads was trying to do to steal time, like this, mem- that, like this message sent out, no, no breaks. Everything that they do trying to steal time, we're going to do 10 times as much to get it back. And this is one of those things. Remember that. That's M00341. Now, Jeremy is going to put every bit of this up that I'm talking about on the website from adarbitration.com. So y'all go to that. All these things that I'm going to be talking about, these B-team decisions I'm fixing to tell you about, all of this stuff will be on the website. So go to adarbitration.com If you want to see M00341, you can pull it up from there. Protecting our routes, folks. That's what I'm going to start doing. We're going to be educating ourselves on on getting time back. Management wants to steal it. We're going to get it back. And then some. It says employees performing curbside delivery from left-hand drive vehicles shall follow the procedures listed below. So this is from the left-hand side. We do have a few of those. To serve each box, the left-hand drive vehicle will be brought to a complete stop. The gear shift lever will be placed in park. The operator will service the box and then continue to the next box. Employees shall not finger mail while driving or hold mail in their hands while the vehicle is in motion. And that's important. Years and years ago, we had a six-day count at my station. This was probably back, back in 2005 or it was 2005. I wasn't a shop steward at the time. But uh, one of our letter carriers is out delivering mail, and the, and the manager said, hey, take your DPS and put it in your lap, and that will save you from having to keep reaching over. So just put it in your lap. And the carrier said, I'm not putting DPS in my lap. They're like, yeah, just put the, the mail in your lap, and that way when you get to the next box, you don't have to keep reaching over. So he brought the guy back. He just comes back to the station. And goes in, he says, you need to get this guy out of my vehicle. He's telling me to be unsafe. Well, how's he telling you to be unsafe? He just told me to put my mail in my lap. Of course, the guy said, I didn't say that. I remember, the carrier's name is Kenny Hutchison. He says, I want a lie detector test right now. He said, I want him to be given a lie detector test, and I'm going to take a lie detector test because he's lying. He told me to put it in my lap. He's not going with me. Give me somebody else. I remember him saying that on the workroom floor. I was like, hell yeah, Kenny. But uh, employees shall not finger mail while driving or hold mail in their hands while the vehicle is in motion. Remember that, folks. Employees must use mirror to check for pedestrians ahead, in, back, and on both sides before placing the vehicle in motion. And it just says, please sign and return. M document 00341. That's going to be critical. We're going to save our time. Okay, we're going to get some back. Management wants to steal it. We're going to get it back. We also had a lot of people are talking about management having CCAs come in on Sunday and stick mail. There's nothing we can do about that. Uh, our, our t- unfortunately, our route won't get any credit for that, I don't think. I, I have asked some people that I know. I know that I'm not going to get any credit for it. So a lot of people are saying, hey, it's happening more and more. And I believe it will happen more and more because they would much rather have CCA stick our mail than us because that goes towards my route, right? We had that happen in my station years ago where management would have people just sticking on the routes because they felt that the carriers were taking too long sticking so they would have other carriers that stuck a lot faster they would stick while the carrier was gone they would band out those stops and then they would put them in a hamper and then the carrier would take them out the next day well the carrier starts looking through each piece that was stuck that he didn't stick he would look through each piece and then put that in the mailbox 
And so the management, they went with him. They said, hey, don't do not do that. It's already been stuck. It's banded. Just put that in the mailbox. And he's like, well, no, I need to, to look at each piece. No, you're not going to sit there and do that at each stop. This is I don't know if you remember me telling you all this carrier is taking four minutes per stop. That's honest to God's truth. Try that. One stop. Just one stop. Four minutes. He was taking four minutes per stop looking through this mail. And they said, you're not going to do that. So we grieved it. We grieved it. So this could help you when we're talking about CCA sticking on our routes when we're not there. How can we get a little bit of that time back? This could help you. Uh, If you're going to tell your carriers, hey, look, they can stick the mail. But when we're out there delivering it, look through each piece. Look through each piece when you're putting it in that mailbox. Here's the grievance. It's a B-team decision. Now, if you're not in this installation, you can't use it, but it'll be up on the website. You can get the contractual language, and you can plagiarize the B-team's decision like it's your own. You can't use this, obviously, because it doesn't set precedent in your installation, but it, it will help you if you have CCA sticking mail on Sundays to get some of that time back on Mondays by looking through each piece of that mail. And this is a grievance that was out of, it was from 2005, okay? The issue is, did management violate Articles 15 and 19 of the National Agreement by instructing the grievant not to finger through a third bundle of flats that were banded out by individual stops? And it says, the dispute resolution team has agreed to resolve this grievance. The DRT agrees that the quotations from the postal publications in the explanation section of this grievance show that letter carriers are allowed to finger the mail on the street prior to delivery. And I'll give you a little bit of the history, okay? It says, the union filed this grievance maintaining that management violated the national agreement by instructing the grievant to deliver a third bundle of flats rubber-banded out by individual stops without fingering through the mail. The union also contended that on 10-19-5, letter carrier Woodard cased mail on the grievance route, 513, and that the grievance carried that mail to the street on 10-20 as a third bundle. Management maintained that it is unnecessary and a time-wasting practice for the delivery carrier to remove the rubber band and finger through the mail which had already been separated for delivery. Management also maintained that the union is attempting to limit management's right to deliver the mail in the most efficient method. They will always go to Article 3. Anytime they tell us to do something, they will say, well, Article 3 gives us that right because we're the ones that manages and you don't. So we're telling you how to deliver that mail. Put the the rubber-banded mail in the box. Don't look through it. So we grieved it, okay? So Section 125.6 of the M39 Handbook reads as follows. Carriers shall finger mail except when driving or when walking up or down steps or curbs, when crossing streets, or when this would create a safety hazard to themselves or the public. Publication 32, Glossary of Postal Terms, page 45, contains the following. Fingering the mail. Checking the address on the mail between delivery stops on a carry route before selecting mail pieces for the next stop. That's publication 32, if you've never heard of that. Section 321.5 of the M41 Handbook reads as follows. Finger mail between delivery stops, placing it in order of delivery. See section 133.2. When withdrawing flaps from satchel, observe and remember address of next piece to avoid backtracking. Glossary page 114 of the M41 handbook contains the following. Fingering. The final separation of mail for the next several stops and verification of the address before delivery. A foot carrier performs this operation en route between deliveries. A motorized carrier fingers mail as he walks from the vehicle to a house box or if delivery is at a curb box, he fingers the mail in the vehicle before placing it in the box. And so that's how we won that grievance. We finger that mail before we deliver it, before we put it in the box. We, we finger that mail to verify the addresses, okay? So that's just a little something for you if you got CCAs coming in there, sticking your mail on Sundays. I believe management's going to start doing more and more of that, trying to steal time from us. Uh, when you get to the street, 
Finger each pace. Make sure that you're verifying that address, okay, that it's the right thing. It has the, uh, the union's contentions in there. The formulae contentions are in there. That'll help you. It has all of this stuff in there. It's got a great statement from my former president, Dave Clark. It was his route. Uh, it's got contentions at the informal A meeting. Uh, all these contractual provisions are in there, so that will help you out. It's got management's contention. It also has the language already in there, so you can just copy that and print that out. Here's management's contentions for it. Management contends that the union has failed to show a violation of Articles 15 and 19 of the National Agreement. The issue in this grievance involves mail which had been cased, pulled down, and rubber banded by delivery the previous day. Management contends that it is unnecessary and a time-wasting practice for the delivery carrier to remove the rubber band and finger through this mail which had already been separated for delivery. Management agrees with the union's statement concerning the definition of fingering as outlined in the glossary of the M41. However, the union failed to observe the first part of the definition which states the final separation of mail. The mail in question has already received a final separation the previous day by the carrier who withdrew the mail from the case and rubber banded the stops by delivery, thus avoiding any further fingering of mail. Management contends that this practice is performed daily by carriers when they withdraw high volumes of mail for individual addresses and separate this volume from other mail by the use of rubber bands during their office duty of pulling down. This mail is then delivered in the, that manner without fingering on the street. Management would point out that possible mistakes could be eliminated by casing the mail correctly to begin with. Secondly, firm mail, business mail, separated into inserts for delivery, etc., which are bundled for delivery in the office, do not receive a second final separation on the street. Therefore, misdelivery mistakes are possible in this mail as well. The union is attempting to limit management's right to deliver the mail in the most efficient method. And they lost that argument. But that just gives you a little glimpse of probably what you'd be going into. So what do we have so far? We've got putting your vehicle in neutral. <laughs> at each stop on level surfaces up and down hills are going to put it in park okay if ccas are coming in on sunday and sticking all your mail when i go out there i'm gonna get that time back i'm gonna look through each piece verify that address making sure that it's accurate that that grievance right there will help you with that okay it'll give you the information that you need if that's happening in your installation or in your station I had another decision this was in from 04 uh, it was about the same thing. It's in there as well, and it talks about the very same things, um, but it's just the same contractual provisions, so that'll be in there for you. Another thing that I think they'll start doing, and we covered that here in this installation, have you ever heard of the knock and drop when they talk about packages, when they tell you, hey, just go up there, don't sit there and wait on the customer. Just go up there, knock on the door, drop the package, and leave. Look for that to start happening more and more as we go along with these scanners uh they probably start here soon to get you into that habit before the time starts back up after the summer months so they can when they start uh, looking for new data uh, that they'll start telling you hey look just take the package up to the door knock on the door drop it and leave they started trying to do that here we grieved it and we won and this is in there and I'll read a little bit of this to you. I've got two more and then I'll be done with you, okay? Not too long. The issue is, did management violate Article 19 of the National Agreement via Section 631 of the M41 Handbook when they instructed the grievant not to wait for a customer's response when delivering parcels? And then there was a 17 and 19 violation as well. This is what it said. The dispute resolution team has resolved this grievance. The DRT determines management is instructed to cease and assist violation of the M41 handbook. Management will allow carriers to wait a reasonable amount of time for a response from the customer in accordance with section 322 and 631 of the M41 handbook when delivering parcels which require customer action. This goes into explanation. The union contends management violated the national agreement when they instructed the agreement to not wait for customers to respond when they knocked on the door or rang the doorbell while delivering parcels on her assignment. 
The grievant provided a statement which reveals she was told this was a time-wasting practice. Does that sound familiar? Did y'all hear that before in 05? Way back in 2005? When they were telling Carrie, hey, don't finger that mail. Just put it in the box. That's a time-wasting practice. Here we are again. <laughs> the grievance provided a statement which reveals she was told this was a time-wasting practice and that there was no need for her to wait for the customer to come to the door any longer. Supervisor Kylie told the grievance that she didn't need to speak to a steward about this and to just do as she was instructed. <laughs> That's good stuff right there. Listen to this steward's name. See if it sounds familiar. Steward Jason Leith. That's JB. That's my boy. Also submitted a statement which reveals he was also told by station manager Allison Buford that this instruction would continue and reiterated that waiting for a customer to respond was a time-wasting practice. He also states he attempted to resolve this before it became a grievance by showing her the applicable contra- contractual provisions which govern this practice was but. Be- told by manager Buford to just file a grievance. All right, we'll do that. What did I talk about the 8190? Got the fangs of a jackal, baby. Be careful. The file also reveals management in the Bellevue station violated national agreement by unreasonably delaying the steward time to process and investigate a possible grievance. So that one's a good, uh, it's a B-team decision. It'll have the contractual provisions in there. Again, you can't use it. You know, you can't put it in your contentions. You can plagiarize it, the contractual language and stuff. Has management's contentions. Says management instructed Carrie to leave if no response, not to wait standing at the door for a response. Get ready for that. Get ready for that. And if that's happening, grieve it. Now, that's how management's going to try to steal your time. They're going to try to cut your time. On the street, remember we have no street standard, so they're going to do whatever they can to cut time. Look for these things to start happening in the future, if they're not now. Hey, we get so many packages now, don't knock and wait for the customer. Just put it on the porch and get out of there. JB puts in here section 322.3 of the M41 handbook, and he highlighted it. For any parcel that does not fit into the customer's mailbox or parcel locker, when available, An attempt to deliver must be made at the customer's door. You see, you hear that beautiful language? An attempt to deliver must be made at the customer's door. Again, it does not say should or could or might. It says must be made. If no one is available to receive the parcel, Follow the procedures in 322.311 and 322.312. 322.311 states, Parcels must not be left in an unprotected location such as porch unless the mailer participates in the carrier release program by endorsing the package. Carrier leave if no response. Or the addressee has given written directions for an alternate delivery location. Says the DRT directs the parties to section 631 of the M41 handbook. And it highlights this, 631.2. While waiting for a customer to respond, scan the parcel to to verify weather. And then it just has a list there. So while waiting for the customer to respond. So that's just another thing for you. If management comes up to your carriers now and starts saying, hey, all these packages, just knock and drop. That's what they call this little thing here. Knock and drop. Knock and, and leave it on the thing. They're trying to steal your time. Okay. Grieve that, and we'll win it. That grievance is in there. And that contractual provisions that I just read to you, that's how you're going to win that, okay? Here's another DRT decision. This is the last one, and then I'll be done. Uh, it's out of uh, out of this install- out of Nashville. It's from 2019. And this was where a carrier has two mail rooms. One is an apartment building. And management just told them, don't deliver the parcels to the door. Just leave a notice, put the parcels in here in the notice thing, take notices out and tell the the customers to come get the packages at the post office. Do not deliver all these packages to the door. And that's what they told them in this station. Uh, There's two buildings. They had parcel lockers, but the ones that didn't fit, they're, they're taken to the door. They said, don't do that. 
That's a time-wasting practice. Just leave notice, leave the package here, the customers can go, come get it. That's in there, where we won that, okay? And it says, decision, the dispute resolution team has resolved this grievance. The DRT agrees documentation in the case file reveals management violated Article 19 of the National Agreement when instructing carriers to the Church Street's office to leave all packages for a 3111 Long Boulevard in the station and to leave notice rather than to attempt delivery at the customer's door. Management will cease and desist this practice. The DRT agrees packages are to be attempted per the applicable provisions contained in the M41 handbook. Those are the ones I just read to you. So those are some things there. We're going, Like I said, I'm going to have some episodes coming up on protecting our routes, different things that I see coming, things that I've dealt with in the past. Uh, those are just a few things there for you. Every week we'll give you a little bit more, okay? That way when the summer's over with, we're going to be well-versed in how to handle things. I do think that these things kind of have a boomerang effect. They're going to come back around. They're going to continue to try to, to steal our time. I, I believe that, truly. Um, the scanners, I don't trust them. Uh, again, I, I know that we've signed off on it, so there's nothing we can do about it. And, and, and I've got some people going to training now. Uh, and they're going to let me know. You know, if I'm just, like I said, a conspiracy theorist. But I just know from the mayhem that I saw last week uh, that I read about, we're going to have to be on our P's and Q's as far as protecting these routes. Okay? So that's what this episode was about. Give you a little bit, just a few things about protecting your routes. I believe that uh, that will come in handy. I think that you're going to see this happening. Um <laughs> with these parcels and things like that, different installations about just the knock and drop with the CCA sticking our mail. I believe they're going to start trying to do that more and more, trying to keep our times down on a Monday. Look through each piece helped you there. Put your vehicle in neutral on, on level streets. If you didn't know that now you do, that's just another way to get a little bit more time. Okay. We're, we're going to, we're going to fight management here. I told you at this level here, we're going to fight them. We're going to fight them every step of the way. Be ready for retribution. Be ready. I've already seen it on Facebook. People talking about they called 11 carriers in for eyes. The carriers want to turn in 39.96. Look here. You be strong. Be that shepherd. Okay? Protect your flock. You file those grievances. The 81.90, a wrecking ball amongst wrecking balls. That piece of paper is the devastator amongst devastators. Okay? Treat it that way. Use the 8190. File your grievances. You will win. I promise you, your station will win. Just keep the pressure up. Do not back down. Do not back up, ever. I don't care what your carriers are saying. You fight for your station if you're the only one fighting for your station you fight you keep fighting keep fighting there will come a time when you will run your station i promise you that i don't care who who's your manager i don't care what they act like i don't care what they look like you file grievances when you have them we're going to win folks I promise you, we are going to win. If it, if it seems like you're the only one in it, I promise you you're not. You've got 100000 here for you, backing you up. I assure you that. If you need to reach out to me, reach out to me, okay? I will help you as much as I can, like I talked about Joe and those others. If I can't help you, I'm going to get you in, in touch with somebody who can. I promise you that. There are people that help me that I can't name on here. I'm going to get them a hold of, of your situation. They're going to help you. All right? We are going to win as a union. I promise you that. I will not stop until we do. Okay? Now, y'all go visit the Facebook page. Miss Lindsay's doing a fantastic job on there. It's got a lot of interaction things going on on there. She's doing a great job with it. Miss Lindsay Brise. <laughs> Y'all go check out uh, the Facebook page from Ada Arbitration. Uh, Jeremy McCall from AidaArbitration.com. 
He's doing a fantastic job with that. Any kind of site you're going to need is going to be in there. Any site I've ever talked about on any of these episodes is on there. These uh, contentions will be on there. These B-team decisions will be on there. The step four will be on there. Y'all go check it out, okay? Next week is July 4th uh, weekend, so uh, I don't know if I'll do one Sunday. Uh, probably have to do one Monday late. Uh, don't know what I'm going to do yet. JB's out of town this week. He, he was supposed to do one today, but he's in leadership this last week. So uh, next week, I don't know what I'm going to do. Probably still going with the route protection. Okay, that way, by the end of summer, man, we're going to be so well-versed in protecting these routes. We don't even care about these scanners. Okay, they can malfunction all they want to. We're going to be ready. Okay, we're going to be educated and ready. Uh, I'm going to do everything humanly possible, folks, to, to educate us. Uh, and I'll and I'll reach out to some experts and ask them, you know, what am I missing? What can I add? Like I said, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I've I've been in some battles. So we're going to get educated, okay? Thank y'all for listening. I've had a ball with y'all this past week. We've we've handled some things, man. Some 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 things. Next week we may go over some discipline. I had an emergency placement somebody sent me. A couple. We'll go over them. I'll read them to you and uh, see how sharp you are, how fast you are. You need to be, When you get disciplined, you should be able to beat that in minutes. Okay? So we'll start putting some discipline on here. I may get Lindsay to redact some things, put it up there on the, on the, web, on the Facebook page. Y'all can look at it, and then the Sunday we'll go over it. But when you get disciplined, you should beat it like that. It should, it should be that quick. Okay? And we're going to get there. I promise you. It takes a thousand episodes. We're going to get there. We're going to be so educated. Management's going to hate our guts. They already do, but they'll hate them even more. All right. Hey, y'all have a fantastic week. Route protection. That's what it's all about, baby. We're going to get us educated on it. Okay. Route protection. Y'all take care of yourselves. If y'all need me, reach out to me. I'm here for you. I promise you. Have a great rest of the week, and I'll talk to you next week. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye.